What's up, guys? Cruising Podcast. Welcome back. We're going to talk about today, in the middle of everything, NBA playoffs going on, right? Is it is it rigged? Is it not rigged? What's going on? We found out about this story about Tim Donahue, a former official for the NBA from like 94 to 2006, 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Netflix did a documentary about his story called uh, Operation Flagrant Foul. It came out last year. Uh, so we want to talk about that movie today, talk about his story. Allegations against one basketball ref of betting on games is rocking the NBA. As an NBA referee, it was written in the contract that you couldn't place a bet of any kind, but I had inside information, and that's all I needed to make these picks correct. Timmy would tell me who we would bet on, and I would relay it back to my guys. I said to myself, shouldn't be doing this, but we were winning. I could win a few million on each game. It's a print press. There was a wad of money, and it clicked. He's betting on his own games. And then all of a sudden, the FBI was here. So there's a debate of did he fix these games or not? He claims that he didn't fix the games. He just knew which direction the games were going to go based off what the NBA told him. It's, and based off that, he would bet, right? So it's kind of like insider trading for stocks, but in the NBA. And this posed a bigger question about the NBA. Is it that the referees individually are just acting for themselves or are they being told to officiate in a certain way in an overall grand scheme in the NBA? And that was what I found really, really interesting um, with this documentary and his story. Because we, when you look into it on the NBA's perspective, they just say, oh, this is just a referee that went rogue. He was gambling on his own games. He went in too deep. We got rid of him. The NBA is in good hands. There's nothing to worry about about that. But when you watch the documentary and you hear what the FBI talks about, what Tim Donahue talks about, he was saying that the NBA would send them a bunch of film, especially mostly in the playoffs. He said in the, in the season, it would be like pivotal games because, you know, there's a lot of games in the season. But then in the playoffs, if there was like a team down 3-0, 3-1, the, like the higher-ups in the NBA would send out a bunch of tape and telling them, hey, look, this is what you missed on the last couple of games. This team is down 3-1. We want you to kind of like pay more attention to this specific stuff. And it would either be an advantage to one team or the other. So, and he was saying that sometimes, you know, a series could be down, a team could be down 3-0. And the NBA would send them tapes and say, hey, look, you missed these calls for the opposing team. They're down. Let's uh, pay attention to those and let's give them, and it would, he knew it would give that team an advantage coming into the game. So he already had an idea of who was going to win that game. And that, based off that, is where he would make his bets. So uh, Tim Donahue was betting on these games, telling you know, a friend of his about these bets, like who he would give his, who he would pick if he was to gamble on them. And a, a friend told him, hey, you know, what, what, what three, uh, these next three games, who, who do you got? And he told him his, his you know, guess, and he got all three right. So his friend was like, hey, you know, is it that easy? And then from there, he said it snowballed. And the next thing you know, his friend had another bookie that was involved with, like, big-time mobsters, and they were all betting, like, millions of dollars. In the, and based off of his, you know, uh, inside information, being an official. So he really got, like, deep in this stuff and what, um, and so deep that he couldn't really get out. You know, that's what we were learning in the documentary. Like, 
when he felt like he was getting in too deep, like this is getting, you know, he's going to get caught. You know, these guys basically told him, hey, you're like our golden goose. You know, like we have millions of dollars like lined up and everybody, you know, this uh, Batista guy owed money to other people. So like this was his way of like maybe giving, you know, making the money back and giving it to them and stuff. So it's a really, really interesting story. And with all that, right, eventually, of course, they, he got caught, right? He got fired and stuff. But before he got caught, before the NBA knew, the FBI was investigating, right? Because through Batista, through these mob guys, it led back to him. And he was going to cooperate and wear a wire to go deep and find out what else is going on in the NBA. And the FBI wanted to just do it solo with this guy and then work their way through. And um, one of the FBI guys said, no, no, we got to tell David Stern. Let's let the NBA know so they can cooperate with us and stuff. And um, that's when things really got, like, weird because they tell David Stern. David Stern, you know, he's like, he's all, he's all about it. He says, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I think a couple days later, the story leaks out about Tim Donahue getting caught, being arrested and all that stuff. So that's it. Like now his undercover operation is blown. And the, like the theory is like, did David Stern leak that so that the FBI doesn't find what else is going on in the NBA. At the end of the day, the NBA association, it was telling the referees more or less what to look at and what to, they were just following their procedures, you know? There's only 50 NBA officials in the NBA. And when the FBI did an investigation on it uh, at the time that they did, I think there was like three NBA officials that were, you know, reported like for gambling and stuff like that. They didn't get any names or anything. They couldn't proceed with it. But it makes you wonder, you know, and a lot of these officials are still officiating today, you know. Um, Scott Foster was a big one. He literally just finished officiating the Celtics game, game seven, uh, the Miami Heat games, games two and and six. In the film, Tim called him 130-something times. Yeah. Like, it was his friend who he was working with, with the money laundering and gambling, and then second was Scott Foster. Yeah, because his friend, he called him like 150 times. Yeah. And Scott Foster, he called 130-something. And he says that Tim said that, oh, it was just for like, just small personal talk. stuff. Yeah. Which, I call bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of phone calls. That I call bullshit. I think, I think he probably Scott Foster probably gave him more info. So that I think he can, I think a lot of these officials were in on it, you know. And yeah. I think that's what David Stern was so scared about because the Tim Donahue story. All right, fine. Uh, gambling addict, right? He was just really big on gambling. He said he just liked it. Um, I do think there was some. Weird gray areas with yeah. his story, uh, saying that he only made thirty thousand total. Bullshit. I think he made a lot more because because he's the main guy. They, no, yeah, obviously because he has everyone else is making millions. He's only, off of him. Yeah, yeah doesn't make. He sense. said he was getting paid like two thousand per game. And what is that he said in the film that he was like worried that his friends were going to start questioning because he was he was Why buying he buying these like, luxurious things. And so and and, and the guy. Uh, yeah, that's what I liked about the the the. Um, I believe it was maybe the director, or, you know, the or person the behind the scenes, the interviewer. the interviewer for the film, asked him, like, if, why would you be so worried having an image that you're making so much money and buying all these things if, if you're, you're saying you, you only 000. made this amount? He's like, oh, I don't know. So I think he lied about how much he made yeah, he to lied. save his ass. To, to get a less, like, like a less Yeah, to make it look you know, less sentence. severe, you know? So 
that's that that's a possibility. But this is bigger than him, right? Because with him, all right, fine, you got caught in this gambling scheme. Well, maybe you made a couple, you know, these phone calls to Scott Foster, who's known to be a very sketchy officiator, yeah, right? Yeah. Like. No, but everybody on the internet, you go on Twitter, whenever he's officiating a game, like right. everybody's like making a meme out of it. No, but what in the, in the film, he talks about the 2002 uh, West Finals, uh, Kings against Lakers. He wasn't a part of that game. He didn't officiate it, but he knew the people who were. And he said that that game was fixed. He literally said that that game was fixed for the Lakers to win. Yeah, he says that's one of the worst. Well, everybody, it's like in history as the worst officiated game. And and he said that yes, that game, like he said, like, like like that game was fixed for the for the for the um the uh, Lakers. Lakers because they didn't they didn't want the Lakers to go. He he basically said that the Kings were possibly robbed of a ring. Oh yeah, he says that they were because so basically, and this is all in the documentary by the way. We're not like talking out of our ass. Like watch the documentary. Um, it has all the details. If there's anything we get wrong. Watch the documentary. It's like an hour and 12 minutes. It's not long. It's on Netflix. It's really good. And he talked about how that game, they wanted to make sure that it basically went to a game seven, right? So he yeah. said they didn't want Sacramento to take it all, right? Because it's the Lakers. They wanted to go to a game seven because he says any series that you can prolong, it's more money for the NBA. It's just, you know, more traction, more talk about the game and stuff like that. So they wanted to push it to a seven, which they did. And then he said when game seven came around, Okay, but best man wins, let it, let it ride. Of course, the Lakers got it, right? Because they got the momentum of game six. And it's Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. So the, that was Sacramento's chance. He said Sacramento, because the Lakers won that year for the three-peat. So he was saying that could have been Sacramento's year to win a title. And they were showing highlights of the game, and those sketchy calls. Yeah, yeah. It made no sense. It made no sense. And it's really interesting because when Tim Donahue got caught and all that stuff happened, David Stern is like, yeah, no, let, we'll do an investigation. But he had his own people investigate. And then they're like, no, everything is fine. Everything's good. And then they just cut off the investigation. He hired the prosecutor, the FBI prosecutor that was prosecuting these people and that was investigating. Well, at first, he offered the job to um, Tim Donahue's FBI guy, right? The guy that was with Tim Donahue to do the, the undercover report. He offered him a job with the NBA. He said no. Then they offered the other FBI prosecutor who took it. Now he works with the NBA as like a, I don't even know what, but somewhere in that. And that's really sketchy, right? Well, and no, that was never talked about again. And yeah. the headline was, oh, Tim Donahue is just a rogue NBA official. He acted alone. And we never got anything else. And the FBI really wanted to go deep and figure out how deep this goes. Because if you have the NBA sending you film and saying, hey, keep more an eye on this, keep an eye on that. And then lean in this direction. So he would know which he would say. He said it like, okay, Kobe's going to get like 30 plus points this game. And Lakers are going to win by like 20. Like he knows that just based off the, he says that they weren't fixing games, but they were able to manipulate it in the direction that the NBA wanted it. Which is really, yeah, really and, like, that's crazy. Because you still talked, see those officials now. You yeah, know? And, and he talked about how, uh, how you don't make certain calls for, you know, for the stars. Like, because uh, yeah. Jordan had this move where he would travel a lot. Yeah. When you post up. Allen Iverson, too. Oh, but that was different. That was more personal. No, was, but that they knew there was, they were traveling, but they just wouldn't call it. Because, because he was a superstar. Kind of like I, what's I remember, happening now. Uh, like, for Jordan, he had, like, it was a post-up movie. He did this move. He always traveled when he did it. Yeah. And, and I think it was, like, a rookie. I think it was him who called it. 
of him when he was a rookie, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they just decided to start calling yeah, it. Yeah, they you know? start calling it, and he called it on Jordan, and the league told him, you can make that call, but never call it on Jordan. Yeah, I think Phil Jackson told him that. Because Phil Jackson's like, really? You're going to call that? No, no, but didn't the league tell him? No, I think it was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was like, really? And they're like, yeah, you got to make that call. He's like, yeah, but don't call it on him. You know, and the league also knows to treat your star players yeah, no, like I, royalty. Yeah, because what the league was like, yeah, like people pay to see the superstars, not for them to be on the bench. Yeah, so like make sure they're not in foul trouble. And that's or, why superstars get like, you see it now, they're, they're stars, like they say whatever the fuck they want to the ref. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. they'll never get in trouble. Yeah, and, and you, you can, you know, the star players do get that treatment. Like, But the, the, the difference though with, with Allen Iverson though, he threatened one of the officials. Yeah. And, and they felt like, as the officials, they felt like he should have been suspended for a couple of games. And the NBA didn't but do anything. It, it, you know? I think he only got fined like 10K or yeah, something. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. And, and they kind of all grouped up to. And just started like, calling his traveling. And, and, and it was more like, like, you know. And it's interesting because Allen Iverson's reaction to that was he looked at the official and he was like, oh, so how much longer are we going to do this for? And he's like, do what? And he's like, you know. So it's another thing. That's another thing he talks about too. The emotional you know referees are human right so the emotional reaction with the players yeah they don't like certain players if or they don't or like GMs you or GMs yeah they'll or... they'll try to do anything to get at you and he was talking about pat riley when you know with pat riley coaching if there was a certain nba official um that would any chance he got he would stick it to pat riley any chance so think about that that these officials have that in the back of their mind right whether it's they have a personal grudge against you or if they're they have money on these games like there's a lot of things in the back of their mind and you see it a lot in a lot of these games especially you know we're in the playoffs right now and, and there has been a lot a lot of questionable calls all throughout right and it makes you wonder it makes you wonder and the the film really it talks about that and this is like from years ago and i think this is still going on today so it makes me makes me wonder the nba is it and I, there was a line in the movie that said like you know, the NBA was like 48 hours away from like being WWE. And that's interesting, you know, that they're talking about the narratives, you know, the story, where do they, which teams, and, you know, he says it, what are the biggest markets? You know, you want Lakers, Boston. you want Boston, you want the big market teams, you really? know? Yeah, you don't want a Milwaukee or going Denver. all the way, you know, or Denver. And so now I'm not, you know, now I'm kind of watching the playoffs a little differently right now, you know? Uh, we're actually about to watch the Lakers game tonight because at the time of this is game one of uh, Lakers and uh, Nuggets. So that's a perfect example. Like, do you want I, Nuggets going up there? You I'm want LeBron's it. Lakers? I'm calling it. I have a feeling what the league wants. The league is going to want Lakers-Boston because yeah. it's the ultimate money. And it's that rivalry added again. Yeah, but it's not really that anymore because that, that, that used to be like... Back uh, in the day yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, now like, I don't know, basketball, basketball's kind of boring now. But... I, they're going to want, like, which sucks because Denver is the better team. Well, hopefully, let's see. That's why I want to watch the games because now, now I'm watching the games a little no, differently. No, but, you know? but, but you see it, though, because against the, the Warriors, right? Like, look at the free throw difference. Yeah. The free yeah. throw difference. And that's what Tim Donahue said. He said that basketball is the most vulnerable sport for fixing because all you have to do is just call. It's subjective. Fouls are subject, subjective. You can call it. To me, that might not be a foul, but to the official, if it is, it is. Even if it's a ridiculous call, you know, and I think it's 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 such a good movie. It was such a good documentary. The story is really interesting because 
I remember at first I heard about it, but I was like, oh, I guess it's just an official that. But no, this thing goes deep. And that the fact that the NBA covered it up, it, it, even the movie, even they, they, they didn't want this movie out. It never, yeah. like, it never, they, they were very against this, this doc coming out. Of course. Because it was going to bring, and it was funny enough, and the doc, you see David Stern with, with Adam Silver right next to him. Yeah, yeah. He so, was always around them. Yeah, he was always around them. He was the next one up. I think, I, I think that this goes all the way to the top, obviously. And, and I wouldn't be surprised that there's some sort of, like, a, a little bit of fixing, but they, they want certain teams to make it all the way. Yeah. Because, again, they're all about the money. And, and when that story leaked, a yeah. couple of days later, they signed that $7 billion deal of the TV network. Yeah, so that, that was an interesting thing. When the story leaked, they did not, because Batista, what, one of the bookie guys that was working with the mob, that basically forced him to keep working with you know him to keep fixing, you know, to keep telling him his picks and you know working with them. He was denying it. He was going to go to court. He was going to go to court with against the NBA. And the FBI said that would have been a bloodbath. That would have meant no, no. Even Tim's lawyer, he said that was yeah. It was going to be a bloodbath because now the NBA is being exposed as this thing. And he was going to, you know, they're going to have to start interviewing all the referees probably. Like it was going to be crazy. And he was going to go at it. And what happened was the story leaked. They blamed it on Tim, and then they reduced. They took out two of the main charges. Uh, for Batista, they removed two of them and they only kept one, like a minor one. So he had like, they reduced, basically they reduced his sentencing to like nothing. And it seemed like not to go to court. And then he took it and that was it. And then NBA came out signing a new deal for like $7 billion. And David Stern, you know, made a speech about, oh no, you know, this is terrible. You know, this rogue, they just called him a rogue referee. You know, they had nothing to do with that. And they're going to crack down on this, you know, whatever. A lot of the officials are still, and he, he talked about a lot of them. There was one official, uh, I can't remember his name right now. It was now. Joseph, it was something with a J. The, he was he bald. Was, he retired and no, no, the other one, the really, the old man. Yeah, he was bald, right? He, the, he, called, he took pride in himself being known as the extender. They would put him into a playoff series and he would be known as, being the extender, he would extend the playoff series. He was known as, and he would say that, you know, there's only 50 officials, so they would talk to each other and stuff, and they would be known, he would be known as the extender. When he would go into a game six, yes, that is him. Richard Bavetta. Yeah. Richard W. Bavetta. He said um, on the Valiantainment podcast, he, he asked him. He was him, on it? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, Tim Donahue. Oh, Tim. Uh, Valiantainment asked him, you know, Describe to me these people in one word, and Richard was one of them, Buffetta, and he called him Shady. Shady. That he was known, he would take pride in himself being known as the extender. If you see him in a playoff game, game six, he'll be, he would tell them, watch this, and then he would, it would extend to a game seven. So he said that he was very shady, very shady. And that was just one example. And that guy was still officiating till a couple years ago, you know? I forgot when he retired, but it was maybe 10 years ago, maybe less. So he was been at it for a while. So all these officials, he said it. There's only 50 of them, and they stay in the league. It's a, it's hard to get into that. And you see a lot of these officials are it's to be known as that. So if if there's a game six and the better team wants to win, but if it's not the team that the NBA maybe wants to extend, all right, send this guy in. Let's extend it, right? Scott Foster on the internet has that Never, kind he, of. He doesn't like Chris Paul. That's pretty known. Yeah, you know, and and. I don't know, man. It's so crazy. So it makes me see the 
NBA differently because we've always wondered, right? The yeah. NBA fans because we know baseball has always had that cheating. Yeah, yeah. Like but cheating. this is different. This is the organization itself manipulating where they wanted to go, like a chessboard. But then in baseball, like back then, though, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm sure there was cheating. Right? No, but, no, I know the players cheated, but I'm sure like baseball, like back then, like in the late 60s, I don't know. 70, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I know they're, you know, cheating, of course. Right. Anybody's going to try to find a way to cheat. But the fact that it's the organization, I wonder they the have association, for, for baseball. Like yeah, we'd have to look that up. No? But basketball is the easiest to fix. You just call a foul whenever you want. I mean, look at the total amount of free throws the Lakers took. Compared to the Warriors in this series that just yeah, happened, yeah, it was it was a big double, difference. It was doubled, yeah, and most of the fouls were flopped. Yeah, like most of them. Uh, the flopping is 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 getting worse, and 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 you, there is times in games you look at the officiating and you're like, that's that doesn't make and, any and sense. It's crazy because uh, in the Tim he he's he was showed his first game that he officiated in the NBA. It was the Pacers against uh, yeah, the Reggie Miller call. Yeah, the right? Reg- and it was funny enough. Today, that's a foul on the other team. Yeah, all day. But, yeah. but uh, well, basically, what the foul was, it was Reggie Miller in the corner. He pumped fake and jumped into the guy to yeah, shoot. He it. made the contact. You know? He made the contact, and he and Tim called it a, a foul on, on Reggie Miller. Yeah, an offensive foul. Offensive foul. It was, it's crazy because today's game, that's not an offensive foul, which just, to me doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense because he's creating the contact. He could shoot the ball just fine. Yeah. He's creating it. Like, that's an offensive foul. Yeah, the NBA is very different today. And it's true because uh, basketball now is very boring. It, it is. Basketball is very boring to watch because it's not physical anymore. And, and it's predictable, right? Like when a player drives in, they're not even trying to make a layup anymore. Yeah, they're just, just trying like, to like, like... Oh, is the ref going to call it? They're just trying to flop for a contact. Yeah. To, you know, and it's, it is kind of getting out of hand. And um, it's like really you're flopping. It's, and it's very inconsistent too. I saw know? this video. It was of Kobe and uh, what's this guy? Carmelo. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they were just going at it in the, in the playoffs, just yeah. back and forth. Like like they were hitting each other. They were yeah. like just again being physical, like just playing ball. Yeah. But now it's just like all this flopping shit. And what's crazy is to think in that era, right? Like that's considered the golden era. But even in that era, was it was shadiness. still being manipulated. Yeah. Like, let's say if Kobe didn't get certain calls that night or whatever, and the Lakers want to just send a tape to the, you know, association and be like, hey, what's up with this? The next game, he said it, the next game, the NBA will send the referees a tape saying, hey, you missed all these calls, you know, just be on top of that. And they said, all right. And then the next game when Kobe played, they would give him 20-something free throws, and he already knew how many points he was more or less going to score. And, oh, yeah, the Lakers are probably going to take that game, you know. And it's very interesting. It's a business. It was, it's yeah. a business, you know. And I don't know. It's, it's very, very interesting. Great doc, man. And, you know, we watched some of his podcasts, you know, Tim's podcast and stuff. I, I and he talked about different players, yeah. how Michael, like how each player would approach bad calls. You know, he said Michael Jordan would kind of come up to you and be like, hey, you didn't see that? Like more professional. Kind of like, oh, you didn't, you know. And like each player. Uh, who who was the player that wanted to like fight him in the street? Uh, what's his name? Tall guy. He played in the Pistons. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Wallace, I think it was like Richard Wallace or something. With he had like the goatee, and, and he literally wanted to fight him outside because of you know just bad calls. 
And he just talked about a bunch of different players and all that. Some felt more entitled. Some felt, you know, just complaining. And I remember what he said about LeBron uh, when value team, you know, he had one word for Richard Bevitt, right? The official, he said shady. One word for LeBron James, he said powerful. Powerful. That, that stuck me. I'm like, what does that mean, you know? And, and you, I mean, you look at the NBA right now, right? If LeBron, doesn't, LeBron talks to the officials however he wants. Like, yeah. he, you'll never see him get a tech or anything. or Barely. Um, like, like very I mean, after that Boston game, remember that Boston game? Yeah, that whole the, show, that little dramatic That show. they didn't call the foul yeah. and they lost the game, I believe. Or it went to overtime and they lost the game. Yeah. And some people were saying, like, how after that game, I think they're just, you know, making sure he gets what he needs. And, I mean, he's in the West Finals now, so... It makes now I kind of see the NBA a little differently. I'm like, okay, what would the NBA want, right? Do they want Denver to make it, or unless Denver? And my theory is like, Denver I don't think like they're. You can't just fix the game like completely, right? But you can steer it in a direction because we've seen that a lot where it's it could be a close game. All the officials have to do is like, all right, let's give them a couple of calls, let them get that ten point lead, and then that's it. Let the rest play out, and then you slow it down. But if a team is playing that much better than you and they're blowing you out, or so I feel like Denver, and the same thing with Miami yeah, Heat, we would have to, those two teams would have to play so well yeah. to make sure that they're beating not only the team, but also the officials. And as Heat fans, we are Heat fans, so I'm, I want to make sure, you know, we, we, we're going to be a little biased, but there is times with Miami Heat, we, like, we feel like this team has to beat, we've seen it with Milwaukee and the Knicks, like you're not just beating the team, but you're also beating the refer, like the officiating. That game yeah. five in Milwaukee, when we sent them home, like when we sent them home, how many bad calls were there in those last that last minute, two minutes that they just they made a bad call and then they wouldn't fix it. They would just say, "All right, well, jump ball." Then the Heat had to win that jump ball it, it, to the point where it took Jimmy Butler getting a lob with like what a second left to tie it to go into overtime. And that was after fouling out like a good amount of our players, calling ridiculous calls on us. Like Kyle Lowry, I think, stole the ball and was going to go on, you know, probably like on a fast break or something. Yeah. They just called it a foul. And then they're like, oh, no, that wasn't a foul. So what is that? He's, oh, we're going to do a jump ball. Like it was In ball. what world? It, like he, he was going to get possession of that, you know? Yeah. And that's when it really started ma- making me like question things. You know, or even no, on, no. on the West playoffs as well. No, and even before that, it's always been no, like that. It, but I mean, I think the clearest one that I noticed was uh, it was uh, when the Warriors were facing the Cavs. And remember the Warriors were going to sweep oh, the, yeah. the Cavs? Those elimination and, games. Yeah, and remember the Warriors were going to sweep the Cavs. And, and everyone knew it was, it was a shady game because... It was very clear, like the refs wanted the Cavs to win. You never, you never that game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never we were watching the man. This is like really one sided. Yeah, the Cavs were getting every call, every call, and and, and that's a perfect example. They they don't want the sweep because it's bad. For, this was and, Tim Donahue said yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, yeah, the Cavs won that game, and then the next game that was the game five. They they tried doing it again, but KD was able to like still beat right. them. Yeah, that, that's when Katie made that pull up three. Yeah, yeah, he just closed it he out. He closed it out, but remember that the previous game though, they were like just remember the the, the words were laughing. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like they they knew where it was going. And th- Tim Donahue he said that as well. He said that hey, a sweep is bad for the business. They want these games to extend. You know, more viewers, more money. You know, think about it. They have contracts with these uh, 
networks and stuff like that. And he also talked about on the podcast about that Cavs, that Cavs and Warriors game, um, game. You know when LeBron came back three one, and he yeah. talked about that Draymond suspension. He said, knowing how the league is, he he said that if it was the Warriors down three two, they wouldn't have suspended Draymond, just to give it that punch for them to get a chance to come back. But since it was the Cavs down three two. And they had a chance to take it to seven. They suspended them just to give that edge to Cleveland because they want to see it go to a seven. Think about it. LeBron come back 3-1, game seven, the hype. Everybody was watching that game, you know? And it's just crazy and to think he, that he that's how the NBA works. That was a bullshit. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see how you just see the NBA differently. You see the NBA differently now. And it's really interesting. You know, we always... People on the internet, you know, like NBA fans, I feel like everybody kind of suspects it. But when you watch this documentary and, and, and you he- hear this uh, Tim Donahue talk and kind of like he's an inside guy on, you know, officiating, you know, and Scott Foster, the NBA referee. Still and, doing a shitty job. And he was calling, <laughs> he was the second guy on his call list that he called the most, right behind the guy that he was working with to make these bets on games. And Scott Foster's still in the league. He did uh, game two, game uh, six for the Heat, and then he did that game seven for Boston. So who knows what, what's going on, you know, especially now that we know, like, and it's clear as day. You see which officials don't like certain players, and you can tell. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, man, it's really interesting. Like, is, is the NBA, is it, you know, it's is there little, corruption there? Yeah. I think so. Are they gonna? Are they fixing it's, every single game? Probably not. I, I think it's more in the playoffs than the season. I don't think they don't give a like shit about the season. Just manipulating like which direction they want it to go. Now the team has to do their part, of course. The team is sucking ass. Uh, all right, fuck it, whatever, you know. But yeah. it's something that will never come out, you know. But with this movie and this story, it really makes me like try to. It look, now, it just you see it differently. Wow. And what's interesting too is Tim Donahue. They asked him, would you want to work for the NBA as, like, to help? And he says that anybody that contacts him or anything, the NBA tells them to stay away. Like, they don't want nothing to do with him. Because you would think, right, like, hey, you've done this. Yeah. Maybe you can help us crack down on this, you know, if it's still going on today, right? Like, how we feel it might be. They don't want nothing to do with it. Right. But I, it is still going on. Yeah, it must be. If you got the same officials, they never looked at it again. And how quickly they just... It under under the table, they, look, listen, they, they the, were clearly hiding something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, look, the ratings are going down for the NBA. It's no, that that would that's it. That would ruin. No, no, but the ratings are already going down. Like, like if that and wait a minute, now it's all been fixed. Like, imagine like that's that it. Whole that, that would kill the game. Yeah, basketball would literally be dead because like, oh wait a minute, like is the right team winning or is it because like the league wants yeah. you to win? There's a, some sort of corruption everywhere, so it's like it makes you wonder like, is it in our sports too? And most probably. Yeah, especially something as big and 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 popular as the NBA, you know, because the ratings have been pretty low. Yeah, because the the sport itself is just not as fun to watch. Yeah, and if you add on top of that, that oh shit, wait, so you're telling me they're like kind of this is controlled and manipulated. People are gonna, you know, who knows, who knows, you know, but yeah, um, Operation Flagrant Foul Untold on Netflix. Great, great, great documentary. Um, definitely check it out, especially if you're like an NBA fan. I feel like 
it uh, opens your eyes. You know, and and, and like I, what's his name from Batman? Um, the Riddler. Commissioner Gordon. Open oh. your eyes. <laughs> Open. What I found interesting with this documentary, it came out last year, like and November NBA time. Was trying to keep it like hidden though. Like I didn't see a single commercial. I didn't see it. This thing was. I didn't, I didn't even see it on on our like headline, like on our suggested on Netflix. Yeah, like we it's found this bottom. just because we wanted to search the referee, yeah. and through that he's like, "Yeah, my movie in the movie," and I was like, "Boy, he has a movie." Then it turns out the movie came out less than a year ago on yeah. Netflix, and nobody really talked about it. Obviously, right? You know, no NBA wants to make sure this is not out. Yeah, it's a bad look for him. It's a bad look. Great, great movie, man. Great movie, great story. Um, that that's that's our thoughts on it. That's our you know conversation on it. Definitely check it out um, if you haven't already. And uh, let us know if you enjoyed this podcast. You know, we, I kind of like this, you know, last couple, you know, just kind of like, I feel like it's things that it's, it's worth talking about, you know, like this is not talked about a lot. And we saw the documentary. Adam Silver, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> no, but you know, it's, we're just asking questions. And that documentary was uh, really interesting because it's like, you know, does it go that high up? And and um, how how real is the stuff that we're watching in the sport? You know, like how is it is it? You know, how much power do these officials have? And and, and is it just uh, is it the officials individually, or is it just that they're just taking orders from the higher ups? And that's what the, the Tim Donahue was saying. He's just following orders. He's yeah. just following direction from what yeah. they tell him to do, what his bosses tell him. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this this uh, podcast. Let us know in the comments. Did you do you feel do you feel NBA is a little fixed, a little corrupt? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say fixed, but is there corruption in it? No. Is there manipulation in it? Because fixed is big, right? It's like I will make sure Lakers win today. But if there's a blowout, there's a blowout. Fair, but you could fair. manipulate. I, I, and we I, have to seen be fair. That. I do. He won't admit it. That Tim Donahue, but. He of course, even fixed. if it's like subliminally, right? Yeah, like no, you have he money. Fixed, he fixed. People yeah. are relying on you and their money. Because it was what the FBI guy said. Like, yeah, like you're saying it's not fixed, but like. You have an emotional yeah, attachment, attachment to this game. You have money on it. Yeah. You have your. I mean, they forced him in. They said, if you don't continue helping us, like, you know, we'll have people check on your family down in Florida, like, or we'll expose you to the NBA. They, they basically like blackmailed him. Yeah. So imagine you have this shit on your mind. While you're out there officiating a game. So you're going to do whatever you need to do to make sure that these guys get their money. So makes you makes you wonder, you know. But um, yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye, guys. Thank you.